Okay, it's just at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, February 24th, 2019. Chad is Xavier Harris here recording. I'm officially buzzed, people. I'm buzzed, yes, I've been sipping on the, what's it called? Sipping on the Keystone, right? <coughs> Sorry about that. Sipping on the Keystone, right? Hitting the cream brulee wax. Yes, I said it, the cream brulee wax. So pardon all the eccentric statements and phrases and quirks and things of that nature. So I tried to balance that off by saying very helpful information in a very funny, strange way, which is what, you know, Chad is synonymous for doing in life. So let's get back to it, people. Um, it's in your best interest to invest your money. No one wants to work for anyone else ever. It's something that you have to do, or so you think. You only have to do it long enough until you think hard enough to get yourself out of such a predicament that we were all born into. Excuse me. We must all get out of this situation, and this is what is known as economic warfare. We must now declare economic warfare against the man who has enslaved us into the rat race in which we run on a day-to-day -day basis. If you ever want to see a coat, if you ever want to see a coat, if you ever want to watch a coat drive by, just look at the interstate and look at the roads at five in the morning to seven, eight in the morning. That's what's known as the coat rush. That's all the people that's in the coat. And if you're traveling during that time, yes, my friend, you're part of the coat as well as I am. We're all a part of the coat. When you wake up and you're getting ready for work, you're a part of the coat right now. There's a whole coat of people just like you scrambling to get to work for the man. Don't you know that by the time you're done working for the man to keep your job in this post-2008 recession era, don't you know you're supposed to be dizziest? Like, are you aware of this? That the man wants you dizzy by the end of the day. He'll say you're not supposed to be dizzy. That's what he'll say. He'll say a good worker is not dizzy after being a slave all day. I say the hell with that. In this world, you're only going to keep your job if you're the top prime slave. All right? And there's many ways to be the top prime slave. I would put my money on the straight performance aspect. Just perform and have the personality and that's it. Pleasing personality and performance and preparation and you know, you're a good man as far as you know how I go about it. But yeah, that would be the best way. Basically what I'm saying is like you don't have to just like kiss ass is what I mean as far as being a slave, but like the top slave, but what I mean by the top slave is that you realize that you are a slave. Don't get offended by this. Don't, 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 don't get offended by that when I say, oh, you're a slave. You know you're a fucking slave. You don't want to work for that motherfucker. You don't want to look at his face every day. He doesn't want to look at your face every day. You must at your face every day because you're bringing him in money. You look at his face every day because you're bringing in money from him. So it's a mutual thing, kind that he's getting more out of it than you are best believe me on that one but 
You're still paying the bills with your landlord and the cell phone provider, internet provider, TV provider, furniture provider. Yes, he said furniture provider. You know, the electricity company, all the companies in which you solicit services from as a patron, all right? To get all detailed and technical about it, to cover your silly talk and your mind is going down right now. This is what it is, right? Get through all that and you're paying your bills and you're paying your bills forever. And that's why you got to invest your money, damn it, because you got to learn to pay yourself first. Because if you don't learn to pay yourself first, that means if you ever meet Robert Kiyosaki, you need to ask him very politely to slap the sh out of you. All right? And that's a very complex joke. Complex meaning most people don't read, so it's very complex because that's the name of a person who wrote a book. And I won't even tell you the name of the book, but it's about two dads. Oh, no, you didn't do it like that. Yes, I did. I'm what is known in the English dictionary as shameless. All right? I'm shameless. I'm fucking shameless. I'm finally shameless. That's how shameless I am. I'm finally shameless. I always wanted to be shameless. I'm only ashamed of things I should be ashamed of. Minus that, I'm fucking shameless. All right, I'm ashamed of the things I did I shouldn't have did. Other than that, I'm shameless. So yeah, you know, you have to invest your money. All right, I am dedicating my life to spreading these messages. The first starter off is just. I'm going to film my life, document my life, write down all my ideas, and the ideas of choice I want to put out. I want to do films, and I want to do the genre of science fiction and fantasy, because I feel that will show the creativity side the most. So I started off doing that, and then by the time the David Carton thing came with the phone girl being like this comedy, romantic comedy kind of thing, teen coming of age comedy thing. And then from there, it went to CFK, this political thriller, and it's like, oh my goodness, and it's like, what are you doing? And, and you know, from there, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm going to have a whole bunch of political stuff now, and there's going to be this great political platform for me to run for president on based on this and how I went about it. Oh my goodness, let's get it. And then just from there, all the different Crichton names came, you know. I didn't just write under the David Crichton name. I wrote under many names with the first name, a, a different name than David, but the last name all Crichton. So that would have become the Crichton family publications, you know, the writing Crichtons, you know, it was going to be crazy. And um, I have so many of them. I don't know all the names, you know, Machiavellian Crichton. I have uh, uh, Robert Francis Crichton. I have so many Crichtons. It's crazy. So I'm deciding if I'm going to still publish all of them under David Carton and just have the other Carton names inside the book, you know, as the author inside the book. But as far as publishing, I'm not sure, but it's crazy. That's why I say I have like hundreds and stuff because I, I use different names because that allowed me, it's just for branding purposes that allows me to say, okay, it's a branding name, Robert Francis Carton. So what are the Robert Francis Crichton books going to be like? That's what it's for, is so you don't have to get it confused with David Crichton. It's just related to David Crichton. So if you ever stumble across a David Crichton project and you continue to delve into the David Crichton universe and you finish up in that and you wonder what's next, wow, that's coming out. You can see all the other Crichton books from David Crichton's, you know, siblings. You know, it's just this funny loop, a loop, a loop, a loops and stuff. Just a loop-a-loop -a -loop of loops. 
you know, that's what I'm known for. It's just putting you through a loop. That's what I'm good for. I'm just going to put you through a loop. Boom, good. Got to know what you're thinking. No, I'm not going to let you do that. And I know what I'm thinking. And that's you have no choice here. Hey, by the time you're done trying to figure that out, you're already through the loop. And I'm like, so what do you think about that? And now you're all like, I think you're a shit for that chat. And I'm like, you're probably right. And then we just get on with it. And you have been put through the loop while trying to convince me that it wasn't a good idea. And I'm sorry. It happened. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I really love life. I'm really grateful that God has given me life. So when I wake up, I dedicate my life to spilling out the secrets that I'm learning and using to gain master success in life. And if I die tragically or just normally or abnormally or just however I can die, it's all good because I did my best in life day in and day out to invest my money in these categories and industries in which I was researching on a regular basis that would be emerging in the next five to ten years. And I have been going off my past mistakes, mainly, mainly crypto when it comes to finances. And I'm looking at everything as a business decision. And even my bad habits of smoking have been condensed down to less money than I'm investing. So I'm buying more crypto and trading more foreign currency. Speaking of that, the market opened 5 p.m. today. I freaking opened up two trades on two different accounts. One account had $9 in it. And I did a buy on the euro and great british pound i did a buy then i did a sell on a whole different one on the australian dollar versus the canadian dollar on the second account that had like 23 dollars and 25 dollars so from there i did that four times so they're two different pairs but they are different directions on the same day and the same time and most of them go in the same direction honestly they do if you put in multiple pairs, one trade per pair, same direction, most of them will be in profit. It's crazy. So then you'll be like, wow, it's not even about just one of them. Most of them are going in this direction right now. Maybe some of them already started off in the other direction already, you know, did their switch or is a little behind, a little ahead, but... Other than that, most you know, it's crazy. So at this point, the weekend is over, and I have to work two a days for the next week. That's going to be so exciting because I get paid from the second shift every day. So after the first day, tomorrow Monday, on Tuesday, I'll get the check for Monday, eighty dollars, eighty-eight dollars, whatever. So thank God. I will use that to keep paying the electricity bill. And then with the money left over, I can throw that right into holding more crypto and, and signing up, not signing up, but downloading the Robinhood app on the phone. Again, it's a new phone. And then leave like $20 on the card and go on Robinhood and buy $20 worth of NSCD. And, you know, the biometrics company that's available on Robinhood, boom, cop that. And when I get another 20 gold cop, I buy $20 worth or just split it out 10 and 10, spend $10 on I buy $10 on NSTD, and then do that twice, boom. Cop stock up like that. Cop it like that. And then from there, I continue to go to free wallet and, 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 uh, purchase more 
Bitcoin through Coinbase and send it to the free wallet and the Dodge wallet and then start the Ripple wallet. Put $30 into the the Ripple wallet. Boom, that's 100 right there. You know, and get back up to the 300 I had. While I'm getting back up to the 30,000 Dodge, I have almost 10,000 Dodge now. So, you know, and 2,000 I got to find from the last time I had a dog set up on my phone. So... You know, I'm just really grateful to God for that because he, you know, he sees what I'm doing. Like, I'm investing my money more than what I'm spending on my bad habit of smoking and stuff, which I use to just keep me propelled and compelled to create all this stuff and just continue to milk my brain and juice my brain. It's like I will literally juice my brain to the creativity's like gone. And I'll just like smoke or hit the wax and then it comes back and then I just spill it all again and... You know, I'm doing that for me and for you. Like, one day you'll hear this and you'll really appreciate it and be like, Chad was the man. And I'll be like, that's what I was trying to fucking tell you. You know, you thought I was full of shit. And you thought I was full of shit. Ah, motherfucker. Ah, I'm a man now. But that whole time had me thinking I was full of shit. Huh, nigga? Do you know how hard it is to complete a big dream? Let's just be honest. Do you know how hard it is to be the unconventional fucking thinker here? Do you know how hard it is to think different than everyone else fucking around you? Come on, man. Do you know what it's like to be the Grey Goose? You ain't never heard of the Grey Goose, but you drank the Grey Goose, so you aren't fucking Grey Goose, right? 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 Oh. So I'm a fucking liar. No, you're a fucking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just. <laughs> I'm grateful that I'm alive. That's all I'm trying to say. I wasn't trying to argue with you. That I'm grateful that I'm alive. Honestly, because niggas could die any day. Like life is rough. Life is cold. It doesn't matter how old you are, nigga. It doesn't matter what you look like. Yo, when you go to work and they tell you and you see that the top manager got a cast on and it's like, what happened? And basically, what he told you was that you know the milk on the floor didn't give a fuck what his position was, and then his whole position was like on the floor all of a sudden, and his arms fucked up, and you're like, damn. Now. I gotta walk in this bitch like a baby even more because now I know the floor doesn't give a fuck what side I'm fighting for. Like, real shit. Like, I'm like, damn, the floor is so impartial. Hey, this floor don't give a f- Every step I take, I'm just thinking, like, this floor don't give a fuck who I am, nigga. I'll end up right on this bitch. Like, I'm outside in New York, five degree weather, it's a lot of ice, right? I'm like, yo. This shit don't give a fuck. Like, you gotta be on straight thought patrol, you know? Straight thought patrol. Like, what you are thinking about. Cause you're always gonna fall and hurt yourself when you think it's a fuck shit. So you have to do your best to think as less fuck as possible. Alright? That's that part of the language. Um, this project, this podcast, the chat show. Podcast episode six is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is sponsored the Chat Show episode six. The episode six version of the Chat Show podcast sponsored to you by Anchor. Yes, sir, my friend, one more time. Anchor sponsored the Chat Show. Did you know that Anchor sponsors the Chat Show? And then you're like, what's the Chat Show? 
The Chaz Show is an exclusive project featured on Anchor. Anchor has an exclusive project, one of its many exclusive projects featuring artists. And one artist on one of them is The Chaz Show. So The Chaz Show podcast is sponsored to you by Anchor. Just one more time, in case you didn't know, I wanted $10 from this. So The Chaz Show was sponsored to you, for you, for us all. Bye. Anchor, thank you so much. And continuing that after that shameless plug, so so shameless I am indeed. So finally, uh, I just believe everybody should invest their money. Like you have to do that. You have to do that. If that's your top priority as a person. Because otherwise you'll be working for other persons, other people for your whole entire life. And it's going to be a, a, a true stinking experience awakening and, and it won't awaken any emotions you really want to harbor day in and day out. You're going to be bitter. It's not going to be cool. They're going to call you Dirty Freddy. And you're going to be Dirty Freddy because you're always ready to be dirty. And you're Dirty Freddy for that. You don't want to be Dirty Freddy. Dirty Freddy's the guy that's what, 60 years old, still working for other men. And that's, and that just breeds content and all the bad emotions that you don't want to have. And you know, who will want that? And the only way to not get that is to just hit your head on the wall and realize that you're going to hit your head on the wall forever if you don't get your head together really fast. So hurry up. Or just keep hitting your head on the wall to get it over with. All right, and that's very constructive criticism. It's not criticism at all. You know, we're all in the rat race. Let me just tell you, I don't chase rats. All right, I don't. We're leveraging rats out here, all right? First off, that's how we're doing it. If I would have had a high school senior prank that I did, if I would have done one, what it would have been, I would have bought a whole bunch of mice and then <laughs> went in the bathroom in the morning and let them out. And that was it. Just would have walked out running. <laughs> I just went back running. No. Oh, no. I just would have been gone. You know, so I didn't do that. You know. <laughs> That's it, just in France, but it was like, not nah, in the whole school, like, just some in class. Who was that with? What's her name? Oh, man. Uh, what's her name? Uh, my, my, it probably wasn't. Damn, I don't remember her name, but she was sitting right next to me. And the teacher had went, it was a substitute. Uh, this is a substitute. Uh, Hiram was sitting right in front of me, basically. And I'm with the girl right next to her. <laughs> I showed her what I had. It was, a, it was supposed to be a freaking um, smoke bomb, I guess. But it was like just like a pop bomb. Just making noise. It was no like... Or, or maybe it wasn't supposed to be a, a smoke. Maybe it was supposed to be like, you know, fire bomb. Just, you know, but it just turned out being noise. 
And we're like, dang, that's all I was able to get was just noise pop. So those bags, right? So I showed her. Now she's in on it. You know, so then I look at him. <laughs> then I press the bag and toss it to him. And then her and I just brace for him back. And then it happens. And we watch everybody just get scared. And then it was, we just laughing. And we weren't able to deadpan that. We really should have deadpan that. That would have been the best thing to do. Hey, always deadpan that, that. So we didn't deadpan that. So when they were trying to all figure it out, and the teachers, you know, and call the security and stuff, you know, and then the other students are like, hey, Chad, you know, hey, we're going to rat you out, basically. What are you going to do about this? Like, you know, hey, Chad, they're all mad now. Hey, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that was funny, man. Everybody's still alive. Calm fuck down. It's a fucking joke. Fuck you. <laughs> all right. We're all about to be out of here. We've been here our whole life. You better be popping some shit. We're about to get out of this motherfucker. This senior year. Fuck you. We're about to get out of here. Fuck you. We're gonna pop some shit. We're gonna make some noise. We're gonna let our fart bombs. Fuck you, man. We've been in this motherfucker our whole lives. From kindergarten to pre-K to preschool to daycare. They just never stop. As soon as they could throw us in there. We were thrown in there. All right? Or we were raised on a block. It's crazy out here, man. So if you make it that far, you let off a fart bomb, all right? And you let it off as smoothly as you can, all right? You really farting that bitch, all right? Yeah, you feel me? So, yeah, anyway, you know, sorry, sorry. You know, that doesn't make me a bad influence. I'm just saying, you know, we all need to laugh. You know, especially at the lifetime of institutionalization <laughs> publicly. So, what else? 22 minutes in. It's awesome. That happened so fast. We're almost done. You don't have to listen to Drunk Chat anymore. This is Drunk Chat. I'm sorry. I just want you to invest your money. I get emotional. I just want you to invest your money. Why? Because you can't ask me for any money. It's not going down. I don't do loans. I'm not Western Union. I'm not crypto loans. I'm not any of that shit. I'm with crypto loans. I'll do that shit, but not for you. I'm sorry. You know, like, I'll give you the exact plans on how I amass the fortunes. And if you can't and must it or do something that simple, it's copy off my test and whatever. You know, sorry, oh, you want to copy off my test? All right, that's cool. Oh, you don't want to copy it, though? Okay, that's cool. All right, I just turned my test in, and I'm about to, you know, like, whatever. You know, like, I love life, and I love God, and I am very grateful to God that he gave me life this long, and life, period, and life this long, individually, specifically. And the specific and individual life I have, being Chad, Xavier Harris and Chad Films and David Crayon and living in New York and by myself and in my own apartment in two bedrooms and my name on the lease and my name on the electricity heat bill and all of that stuff. And I'm just really grateful 
that I'm alive long enough to see all of this. And if I never see anything greater than these circumstances here, I still know I was very on the brink of everything I wanted to happen. And not only that, personally, that I achieved that, I achieved the satisfaction of knowing that I at least recorded and distributed, released, uploaded, published the majority of what I created. And a good, very strong portion of it is unreleased at this point. And if anything happens to me, I just pray to God he gets that in the hands of someone who can put it all out and link it with my name out there. And, and again, I honestly have no other wishes. I, I want to leave all of this stuff behind, the stocks and the stuff and all the crypto. It's my family. My mom has seven grandchildren, not including my children, because I don't have any children. How can I have children when my mom has seven grandchildren already? So even if she never meets my child, if I ever have a child, I would want her to meet the child, but never in the circumstance of she knowing that the child needs her the same way the other ones need her. So it's like, you know, I want my child to be the grandchild for her. She knows that, you know, only needs her emotionally. That's it. Like, you know, like, you know, that child is straight. That child is good. That child is good. Sitting on a lot of crypto and stocks and bonds and everything. But that nature is just the child is straight. It just needs to see you to have that support. But as far as everything else, and you know, the child can afford everything. It needs it's paid for. You know, and that's a personal burden that I carry. That's the youngest watching the decisions of my older siblings being brothers. So, I had to be the one that was better than them just because of that's how it has to be. Out of respect, I have to be, how can I be worse off than them? Especially if the perception of me wasn't to be worse off as them. You know, like the perception of me was to be the one they could lean on, anyone in the family could lean on when they needed something. And as horrible as it is to be a person in that situation, if it was possible, you could rise up to that expectation and actually handle that and be the person that can be leaned upon when you're in need. That would just be meaning you as a person has a nice foundation to lean on yourself. So I'm cool with all of that. That doesn't mean you know anything bad to me. I'm cool with that. That's, that's funny as hell. It's like, damn, whoa, okay. I'm cool with that. And nowadays with the trading and the holding, I get it. I, I get it, I get it, I get it. I get where that perception came from because I see where it led to, you know, them thinking that for so long and then me figuring out things of myself and my, my interests and my inclinations and my aspirations and where that led to and how my ideas matured. And, you know, it's just crazy. Like, a lot of my ideas are coming out in other forms and other movies and other stuff. And it's like, whoa. It's just really crazy because these are ideas that I have proof that I made a long time ago, years ago, and a long time ago, and, you know, um, I haven't released them, I did release them, and I just haven't been promoting them, and they're up there, able to listen to, or read, or watch, and it's just crazy, you know, you'll see little things, and, and, and new stuff that's coming out that, it's just really crazy, like, um, the first book I wrote that wasn't a verse novel that didn't rhyme, it was called The Prince Who Knew Too Much and had a sequel to Prince's 
Philo, the prince's philosophy, and the third part was supposed to be the prince's fate, but I never started to work on that. I, I did them back to back. You know, I did them like seven days. It was 10 chapters, a short book, 10 chapters real quick, and I did the first two within like a two-week period. It was like November 21st when I published the first one. It was like, it was real weird. The whole project was weird. It had a real, you know, Kennedy, you know, reference to it. Like it was all inspired by a Kennedy book, the uh, William Manchester, the death of a president. Maybe that wasn't Manchester. Maybe it was. But the death of a president or the death of the president, you know, um, that right there, the epilogue version, that like in, in the very back, the very end of it, you read that a little bit and that's what inspired me. I was reading that and it had that part about just King right there and the whole myth behind it. And then that's when the idea really hit. It was like the prince knew too much. And I wrote the first one and then the second one. And then my roommate died. And then I found it really hard to write about the prince's fate, meaning like the prince dying when that actually was happening in life. And uh, it was, it, so that was an idea that was never scrapped and never like, it was, it was really out of my control. It's just the fact that the timing of that was horrible. It was a horrible timing, and I just, there was no way that I was going to write that. So even years later, and I was like, I have to freaking write that. So now I'm figuring out how, how I'm going to do it. Because I guess after a while, I started to want to do that version from the perspective of fate herself. Because when you become more familiar with my writing and my ideas and the Gina series and the Intuition series, my first short film, my first two short films, the sequel, Intuition 2 and 2, and you know, then you see uh, from the very beginning, I like to personify these elements of life, and I would personify them in film as characters with their own characteristics, and, and that was a great basis for a lot of my starting ideas. So um, I wanted to go back to that and do that with fate, but with the whole Prince and Too Much concept, and, and I, I did that in November 2016. It was like November 21st when it was published. And then the second one was started like the day after and then published a week later and, you know, all of that. And I, I, I published CFK around that time, maybe the phone girls. I published probably the last stuff. I, some of the last stuff I published, I ended up publishing it again in 2017, you know, Intuition, which was personification, and The Intangibles, which was Gina which was personification, so it was just more proof. It's up there already where you can read it and see that, you know, I honestly did like to and still do personify elements. That was how I started off the whole fantasy thing. After the In Your Dreams project with Sammy Fusan that I talk about, that I found and was able to put out and want to go back and create the whole universe based around that, that being the first full, you know, fantasy story that I created, and actually have, you know, um, something left behind to go back and create new material from it, and uh, which I want to make the main project creatively as far as the novel goes for the year 2019, you know, because I just haven't been focused on novels, so I just want them to be the most important ones to me the most important ideas to like that's what it's all about like and I'm so grateful I can say that because I really honestly mean it like I just honestly care more about 
you having a chance one day to sit down and listen to it, you know, and read it or watch it. And, like, just honestly, like, that's it. Like, even if I wasn't alive, I'm cool with that. Like, it's not about that. All this vanity, you know, I don't need to be walking around knowing that, you know, you, you know, you love this stuff. It'll be better if I'm not even here. That way you could just really love it even more. You love it as much as you want because you don't have to worry about any of that going to my head or anything. I don't want any of that to happen. I just want, you know, the the art itself, the work to be appreciated. I wasn't perfect at all. I had so many flaws. You know, I asked my fans, they fucking hate me. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, like, I just really enjoy life that God gave me and it was really rough at very rough aspects to it and a lot of memories lingered with me and it was um something I had to deal with and and if I hadn't went through those then I might not like even be as empathetic and caring as I am because I might have not felt that much pain to care just for no reason because there's never no reason to care you know, so, like, it took a while to, to get that, you know, but, uh, 33 minutes and you already stopped by staring at walking in the whole time, just kind of had a journey through time with you all, you know, I hope you have a great week. No, I'll be working two jobs a day. At this point, no one's, like, listening to the the podcast and stuff. I always like to know if the platform is circulating it somehow itself to where there are at least a few listeners that listen automatically because they see it somewhere on the platform. So, like, you know, like, that's what I said earlier. I like to see the core base so, and how the platform works. So instead of me sharing it and passing it on to people, I won't really do that. You know, I just rather see how the platform works. If it just lets the video just sit there, the audio sit there, and it doesn't circulate itself and it just forces me to have to do it, then it's like, okay, that's cool. But I'll look for. It's just, this is a podcast, so it's like, whatever. I just do it for that. It's a podcast. So, it's like, you know, the stuff I say is ridiculous as a mid sound. There's more gold in here than you can imagine. And if you can't imagine it, then you need to run with that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? So, that's why I say, like, not promoting anything. I'm not begging for anything. I'm not asking twice. None of that. I'm dropping straight gold here. I'm not asking for nothing. If you don't know what gold is, you just don't know what gold is. I'm dropping straight gold. Straight gold. Reference everything I'm saying. Straight gold. I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Straight Go with Tizzy Chad Rogers, who is not the father. <laughs> yes, I am not the father. For the record, I am not the father. How do you know? I know. 
I win the Desert Dry Award every year, Your Honor. Every year I get Jet Desert Dry Award. Champion goes to the award every year. So the Desert Dry Award goes to. <laughs> that was a weak drum roll, wasn't it? A weak ass drum roll. Out of so yeah, you all have a great night, and um, yeah, have a great night. Thank you, God, for we are still alive. I just thank you, God, for. We have a chance to continue to complete our destiny under your will. Your favor, Lord God. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you.